help me welcome uh, the thorn in my side uh, <laughs> to the show again. And that is Michelle. Welcome back to the show. Well, thank you, CL. And I think it's really about six years ago that we went into the studio to practice for six months how to do a radio show. <laughs> but on behalf of all your listeners, I am the person, as your executive producer, I get to deal with all of our guests, people that we do put on the air, people that we don't. And I'm the one who gets to see the impact that CL Bryant, the movie Runaway Slave, have had on black Americans. And I don't mean just black Americans at all, but I have seen personally firsthand the impact that that movie has had on black Americans to help them understand the deception that they live in, in their neighborhoods where they, you have to be a Democrat. And that what you say in the movie, they feel that way inside, but they never saw it played out to them by a black man before. So, yes, we I know your listeners I want you to stay on the air. You have a message. You have a voice. And honestly, I think this is the time, the greatest time for that voice for America. So thank you just for that. to throw that out there. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Um, um, I've known Michelle and her family now for a while, and uh, she's a friend. They're friends. And, uh, of course, her husband has my deepest sympathies. But just <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I make him better at being a lawyer because he has to argue with me. So. But, Theo, I thought it was interesting that you asked me to talk about this because, you know, I do work with women's groups around the country, yeah. Republican or conservative. Yeah. And I have had a lot of transitions in my political journey since I've worked with you because you've always been an activist. And I was more of an operative and in, you know, fundraising, have parties, take pictures. But you've really taught me about activism and engagement. And I don't mean protesting in the streets like lunatics. I mean something like this, where we have Joe Biden with actual credible accusations. And I want to hear more conservative Republican women that are in groups that are not in groups speak up for equity Amen. because we are always putting that responsibility on Donald Trump. It's like we sit back and watch Donald Trump defend himself on blacks, gays, the economy, the medical, this women. And I'm saying, no, we need to, to do this for ourselves. I mean, Joe Biden, see how you're friends with um, Clarence Thomas, aren't you? Yeah. Me and his wife was very good friends with my wife. And uh, of course, uh, Justice Thomas, we call him the justice. Uh, of course, they're wonderful people. Well, and Justice Thomas was attacked, again, without verifiable evidence. Joe Biden, during the Kavanaugh stuff, walked back even his pansy performance and said, oh, no, you shouldn't have been, you know, questioned so intently by these senators. You should, no matter what happens, this is his quote two years ago, whatever happens, women should be given the benefit of the doubt. Joe Biden said that in an article in USA Today two years ago. And yet I'm not seeing anybody from the Democrat side coming out and talking about equity and equality yeah, when it comes right. to this. You know, Michelle, let me let me run. Let me get your take on this then, since you um, uh, started this conversation, started this ball rolling. I really do want to talk about this and I uh, wanted to get you on to talk about it. Um, 
if if what Joe Biden said about Brett Kavanaugh, and I know you remember this because we talked about it. In fact, um, uh, this was a, a very hot item on our show uh, several, several months ago now, last year, when Brett Kavanaugh was on trial and Biden and everybody was coming out, uh, giving their two cent on it. And Biden said these words, uh, a woman, um, if, if she makes this accusation, must be believed. That's what he said. Those were his words. So does that make him guilty in this situation? And why? Michelle, are the is the uh, news media, the mainstream news media, CNN, where this story actually would broke? How come nobody's saying anything about this? And they, they, they smeared Kavanaugh. Talk to us. Well, I think there are two different things. I mean, we, we know that CNN obviously is corrupt because they're not a journalistic organization. I'm not just saying that as an opinion. It's because they buried this story. And now they're saying that it's hard to find the video in the archives. But they, you know, and then it's just, it's complicated when it comes to CNN. But the truth is, Alyssa Milano, as a woman, and, you know, and as a woman during the Kavanaugh hearings, I was the PR consultant for some national women's organizations. And I had to push some of them to engage in the discussion. And, you know, where some people were more ready to be active. Other women sit back and say, well, it's impolite. It's not my my job to say that. I don't really have a platform. But Alyssa Milano went on Twitter in 2017 and basically said in a tweet, which, you know, that's just a few characters. If this has ever happened to you, then I want you to hashtag me too. And it went viral. And she started the me too movement. Yeah. Just right. Okay. Well, now, you know what she says about Joe Biden? What? It's really hard for me to throw away this friendship and this great guy. This is called hypocrisy. And what I'm asking women to do is hold people accountable. Why is Alyssa Milana getting away with this? Now, another little truth about her, she's connected to Harvey Weinstein. Well, The pig of all pigs where this is concerned. Wow. The revelations that came out in the courts about Weinstein are just the tip of the iceberg. And the women that were complicit, Alyssa Milano, Oprah Winfrey, actresses in Hollywood that I revere and think their work is incredible. Yeah. They were complicit with him and ignored it. And honestly, the whole culture in Hollywood was like, well, this is just the way it is and you have to deal with it. It is disgusting. And my only hope is that as we continue to become a woke society, that right and left, that we just talk about the truth. Because this is not okay for Alyssa Milano or Oprah or a disgusting Hillary Clinton, the enabler, to ignore and not say, you know what, I'm a Democrat, I hate the president, but this isn't fair. That's what I'm asking for. Preach, Some woman. Honesty. Preach, preach, woman. I mean, woman, you was preaching there for a while. I mean, uh, you're going to be able to hear this when we replay it. <laughs> but, I mean, gee whiz, Whatever. girl. I mean, it was, I mean, you were preaching. And you know I what? You know what? I, I agree CEO, with you. I agree anyway. with you. I agree with you on that as far as it is concerned. Let me ask you this then, Michelle. Um, well, before you ask me, I need yeah. to ask you this. Right. Have you heard the audio from the mom? Yes, 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 yes. That was no, that wasn't contrived. That, is that crazy? No, no, I mean, this is 1993 before no. the internet was as big as it is today. Yeah. I was a mom in 93, barely. Yeah. And I'm hearing this mother say something. And this is what I want women to talk about, especially women my age that have grown children. Yeah. She's a mom. She's calling Larry King, her daughter, who was obviously, she was beautiful. I saw pictures, mm-hmm. worked in D.C., mm-hmm. was co- conflicted, as many women are, 
Because that's the real Me Too movement. Yeah. If women say, well, I really respect this guy and I have to overlook that he was attracted to me. That happens all the time. And that he's so a pig? Mom, he overlooked that he's a pig? Yeah, they overlooked that. Because oh, okay. you didn't call on pigs in 93 CL. Okay. So okay. the mom calls up. And I started to cry. I'm going to be honest with you. Well, you As know, mom, Michelle, what? before you go into this, hold that thought. Hold that thought. Don't lose that thought now. Now, folks, I want to I want to qualify what Michelle's about to no, say. No, don't. Because she, she speaks for both of us because we both oh. have daughters. Okay. okay. I have three daughters. She has two. I have a son. She has a son. Go, Michelle, continue. I just wanted to make that. Okay. Yeah. And all of our children are beautiful. And that we can at least say that. It is a well, fact. You can't, you can't, so say, you can't say that. You can't say that, Michelle. had to deal with men that are forward. But to hear the mom say this, I being a mother, and she was so carefully tactful because they really are Democrats. And they really believe in this stuff. And she was saying, hey, y'all are talking about what can be done about this. But my daughter was there. And this didn't happen for her. And this is 1993, CL. Yeah. No, you know, there was no 24-hour news cycle in this way it is today. It's like, it almost is like a prophetic voice speaking out to us. Because nobody can say. They know it's the mother's voice. That's, yeah. you know, verifiable. No, no doubt. And the girl worked there. So it, it, it blows my mind. It's too real. Michelle, so it's too real to be, that. it's too real to be BS. It's, oh God, yeah. yeah, it's too today, real to be BS. Today you can make that happen, but not in nineteen. No, no, you could. Larry King does the magic of let me just take your statement and just qualify it again and bring clarity in case in twenty twenty they miss what you're trying to say. Good I old mean, Larry, it's almost like that. Good old Larry. Who would have thought Larry'd still be here in, in twenty twenty? But anyway. <laughs> I know, right? Like, seriously. <laughs> who would have thought it? But anyway, he's still around. And uh, But let me ask you this. This is the question I was going to ask you. Then, uh, since uh, the liberal Me Too movement type of women are giving Joe, Uncle Joe, cover on this, are mm-hmm. they then the real problem when it comes to women being believed when something like this happens because they're having it both ways. They're choosing, picking and choosing which men to crucify uh, on this. And if right, right. You, you can't have it both ways. Either men who do this are pigs, all of them, conservative or liberals, or, they're not, or, or you give them a pass, period. We, we go back to the 50s. We go back to the 40s with men, right. uh, you know, groping women and, and, and that type of thing. I remember uh, my father uh, being so angry, Michelle, uh, one time when he came in. Uh, my mom told him about an incident that happened on uh, her job, you know, and so forth. But it was commonplace back then. But Dad got it straight. But anyway, uh, just no, this. But it's complicated. I mean, it's definitely more complicated when we go back to history in the United States. I don't know about the rest of the world, but, you know, looking in the United States, it is complicated. But what they are, they're an accomplice. That's what I call them. And they're an accomplice because if you believe in the truth, like with Kavanaugh, if I had heard a Larry King tape of that girl's mother, I I wasn't looking to justify Kavanaugh because I'm a Republican woman. No. 
I was looking for truth, which is what I, you and I both do that. We're not like paid shills for the Republican No, Party. no, no. We don't hide people's sins no. because they agree with us. You and I talked about this. If Kavanaugh, if Brett Kavanaugh had done what he had been accused of doing, I know that we would have been the first with the pitchforks in our hands. Let's string him up. You know, there's exactly. no question about it. But and you were the one who taught me how to use the pitchfork. <laughs> I do want to clarify that. But 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 we we're not. We if, if the Republican Party is wrong, if the president right. is doing something right. that is wrong. But this is what you and I have talked about for a long time now. And I'm really glad to have you on here uh, today. On with me is Michelle, my executive producer, has been with me since the C.L. Bryant show began, and uh, we have been friends. Uh, ever since and a really good confidant of mine one of my closest friends and uh, this is something that we had talked about uh, as far as it was concerned and that was if in fact we are going to honestly have this discussion michelle on yes. on on this and we're gonna have to deal with it without giving one party a pass or one group of people a pass and right. vilifying the others it's got to be the same biden if biden what biden said is true if that's the way we judge this then he's guilty right now well and i think <laughs> that you hit the nail on the head so this is definitely about women and this is about this particular issue but one of the problems that you and I both have with the left is that they're not, and sometimes the right, you know, the Kool-Aid drinkers, is the dishonesty. Alyssa Milano needs to show women that she has courage to denounce her relationships. Because, again, this is a longstanding story. These horrible things would happen in homes, and people didn't say anything about it. Okay, so if you want women to speak up, then it needs to be the environment of we tell the truth. And how do you curtail false accusations? It has to do with truth, CL, and courage. And in America, you know, justice is you have to have witnesses. There yeah. has to be evidence. Yeah. You can't just make a flailing accusation because it protects us from lies. On the other hand, if it is just a man and a woman... How do you know that it really happened? And one of the ways that people have come up with it is to say that she told people. Yeah. Now, this ballsy Ford woman, she didn't tell anybody because it was all fabricated. Yeah. But this woman, Tara Reid, told people. She actually told a friend of hers who's a big-time Democrat in California who loves and is still going to vote for Biden. Yeah. But she said she took her party to task. And see, I respect that this girl that. this girl told her mama michelle she told her mama listen my girls would have told their mama in turn their mama would have told me and uh you know it would have been on and and but so that's well, how you can justify it listen hold on hold on michelle i gotta go to break i don't have anybody here counting me down you know how it is so hold on right there i'm gonna bring you right back folks you're listening to the cl bryant show yes we are having this conversation coast to coast and border to border around the world right here on the C.L. Bryant Show and uh, throughout the Fruited Plains over Red State. Red State Talk, largest talk platform in the nation, most listened to in the nation. Glad that you could come along with us as we build the bridge to conversation daily right here on the C.L. Bryant Show. Michelle and I will be back with you. Michelle, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. This is the C.L. L. Bryant Show. Thanks for listening. You thought I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life. You thought I was.
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. Always in the heaven hand. And for the flag I stand. CL back with you live and in living color. I am here uh, on the CL Bryant show, coast to coast and border to border throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. The greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is uh, America. On with me has been my partner, and uh, I guess, and some people, I guess, have thought we've committed a crime over these last six years. But I have, I have my my partner in crime with me on the phone here, Michelle. But we've done we've we've done some great things. We've had everybody on Michelle from uh, Hannity to Beck to Doctor uh, to Judge Janine Pirro to the bum on the street. We've had everyone. On this show, homeless people we've had on this show, everyone, and um, I certainly am glad to uh, be able to share this portion of the show here today with uh, someone who has helped me make it all happen here, and that is Michelle. Michelle uh, has been with me, my executive producer. Michelle, when we left, we were talking about... Um, how you know it can't it can't be played out both ways, but even though people want to do that um, by their own standards, they're not living. Is that what you're saying to us? Is that what you were were talking to us about uh, as far as the Me Too movement is concerned, Michelle? Talk about us. Talk to us uh, about uh, about that. I don't know if their standard was ever to tell the truth at all costs. I think that honestly, they might've gone into this like Alyssa Milano to be bashing the right. I think a lot of people jumped all over the president. I was also in a large national women's organization when the revelations came out. It was on a Friday about the president during the 16 election. And as women, we talked through how we were gonna respond and we decided to overlook those tapes that you remember about the president yeah, and go yeah, yeah. full behind him. Yeah. But we didn't say he didn't say that. We said that that doesn't affect our decision making. I'm seeing that with these women, they need to be honest like we were and say he did this or he could have done it. Or, yes, this woman does need to be believed. And I'm hoping that this what we really need to do in America, CL, and you see this. We need to start being about the truth, not the right or left. We need to be about honesty. The best thing about this younger generation, the millennials and the generation after them, is they're sick and tired of just kicking the can down the road. Yeah. Let's make this like a movement, any age, that we tell the truth. I don't like it when people put me in a box because I support the president and then tell me I'm racist or I'm ignorant. Yeah. I don't like it at all. 
I mean, I'm over all this. And yeah. I'm really, honestly, because of my job with you, I get to meet the coolest people. Like I said, some of them we have on the air, like this week, just really cool people. Last week, yeah. Representative Karen Whitsett in Michigan. Oh, yeah. I got to talk with her personally, cry and pray with her. She is the future. And you know what, Michelle? <laughs> Uh, Gordon Chang, Gordon Chang, got to get him back yeah. on, uh, especially since this thing is. Oh my gosh, talking to his wife, CL. Oh man, and and hearing that they were in Hong Kong last September doing during the um, the marches and things, mm-hmm. and all the young people saying that they were trying to protect Dr. Chang because they had no fear for their own life and safety. The young people during these marches, yeah. and for and Dr. Chang's wife, she's from China, yeah, hundred percent, yeah. saying. Because truth and freedom, CL, they have no boundaries. It's not just an American idea. The Bible says, and our Constitution says, that it's in the heart of every being that's ever born to have this kind of freedom. Freedom. America was just the opportunity to experiment and see, will this work? And it's been working for 200 years. But I'm telling you, CL, we need to make some course corrections so that we can keep our freedom of thought and our freedom of speech, because this pandemic, like you were saying earlier, brought families together. But now you're getting shamed about the mask. You know, <laughs> half-witted friends of mine on Facebook that can't tie their own shoes their mask. have now decided that if you don't wear a mask, you're the enemy of all that's good in America. You're mask shamed. You're being mask shamed. I haven't mask heard. Shamed. I haven't heard that. Like, I haven't heard that. Hashtag mask shamed. I got to do that. <laughs> Get it out there, girl. Put it on the website. Hashtag mask shamed. Uh, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this uh, now. Uh, you brought. I want to go circle back to something you said just a minute ago. Uh, you were talking about uh, the president and the accusation against him when he first ran for office. I want to remind all the people the president had not held any office, and he was a billionaire playboy. And um, that was easy to give a billionaire playboy a pass on what he did in his billionaire playboy life. But when he ran for president now, if anything like that came up on Trump now, it would, it would ruin him. But exactly. this, this is what I want to – it definitely ruin him with me and anybody else who's, who's honest. <laughs> But let me ask you this question. I, he had, this is a Stormy Daniels moment for Biden, but there's no Stormy Daniels uh, uh, oh, right. you Attorney. Know, publicity <laughs> about all of this. It's just not going on. Uh, what's happening here? How come we're not, Biden is not getting the Stormy Daniels treatment? Is it because we're preoccupied with COVID or we're no, just ignoring no. this? It's been too clear. So since I started doing this show with you, we have seen a lot of changes on the landscape. And one of them is with the media. It has become more and more clear how biased they are. This is craziness. CNN, Cuomo, pretending to be in quarantine in his basement? I mean, (laughs) and, and now they're not taking this on. And they're the ones who propped up the creepy porn lawyer as, um, I think Tucker really, you know. Anyway, and now, I mean, there is not, this is all opinion based people who, and I'm going to cut them a little slack and say that they're deceived thinking that what they're doing is good for America, but they're liars and they're hypocrites. And we need to be able to call them what they are without seeming like we're belittling them. This is about honesty and integrity for our country. So, yeah, there's no, it's not because of COVID. They're using it as a cover, but it's happening. And, and I see a lot of Republicans able to keep abreast of current events. Look at what happened is happening with General Flynn. Those cases are going up. We're not, you know, 
put aside because of COVID. COVID is a terrible thing, mm-hmm. and we, but we're still working in our country to bring the truth out everywhere. Let me ask so, you this. No, it's, a, but it's an excuse. Yeah, it's sure just it an is. excuse. Let me ask you this, then. I can't let you go without uh, asking about my hometown, Shreveport, Louisiana, uh, and my home state of Louisiana. Uh, I saw the governor on with um, uh, the president today, uh, San John Bell, on with the governor today, um, on with the president today. Mm-hmm. And uh, how, how, give us uh, your bird's eye view of what's happening on the ground there. What's happening down there? Well, I think we have an interesting governor. Um, he's not a Republican, as we all know. No. Prior to right now, he showed such strong pro-life beliefs that he took on the left, and that's what I call them, the left, in the fall about being pro-life. Um, he's in a he's in a sticky situation. Uh, he went to West Point. I think that he has responded to this on his own. He's responded like it's a military crisis, which he has those skills to do that. Sadly, in our home state, and you're a black man and you know this better than I do, there is a lot of racial tension being created by the left And they're trying to use this as an opportunity to somehow say that, you know, institutionalized racism is the reason why black people are are more affected in Louisiana. Black and poor are more affected by this disease because of institutionalized racism. But we know better. And I want you to be able to talk about this all every day because this is a thing. And Karen Whitsett in Detroit, she's coming against it, saying it's black Democrat leaders that have been governing these poor black communities that have stagnated growth, and these people cannot stay at home because there is no electricity, there's no food, there's no uh, people teaching children. Right. But it's not because of the president, and it's not some institutionalized racism, unless you're saying that welfare is part of that institutionalized racism. Well, you know, it doesn't make sense about that, and uh, this is what uh, the show does is build a bridge to conversation. Uh, Tell that to the Italians. Tell that to the Spanish. Tell that to the Chinese. I mean, uh, these uh, societies, if you're in Italy, you're surrounded pretty much by Italians. But they had a huge death rate as far as COVID. Was that institutionalized racism? I don't think so. No, I think what has happened in this country is that uh, uh, we have seen uh, the folly of uh, us in taking care of our health. And um, to be honest, and, and if the shoe fits, you got to wear it. If to be honest, if you have not been someone who uh, has been able to provide the right health care for yourself or uh, the right nutrition or whatever for yourself, or if you've just not eaten properly, if you have not taken care of yourself, I don't care if you're black, white or whatever. This thing is more you're more susceptible to getting this thing. That's the truth of it. And it's not institutional racism. Otherwise, uh, the Italians will be calling each other racist. So would the uh, Chinese and so would the Spanish and everyone else who has been dying from this thing around the world. It would all have to be institutional racism. Well, I think that we get to hear you talk about this and do stuff on it because it's going to be an issue that they're going to use because that's what they do. They twist, lie, and create divisiveness. So that would mean then South Dakota... Oh, yeah. uh, you know, you know, like what's with South Dakota? She didn't even close down. Is it because they're all white supremacists? Yeah. CL, you're going to be the lead voice. And we have so many black voices for the president. For Trump. Yes. Black voices yes. for Trump. 
Yes, tune in. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping, Phil, because I have this feeling, because I do live here, and there are many poor people, and they are black. So when you're giving them welfare money, you're not giving them nutritional advice. I don't understand how – I don't want the government being big brother. No. But I don't understand how you just throw money at people and don't try to empower them to be better and be different. To help themselves, yeah. And, yes, that's uh, what and, this is and about, and of course, empowerment. Folks, it's we understand that – You're always going to be poor, so i got to take care of you. Right. That's degrading to humans no matter what color they are. As you see, folks, I don't ever get a word in edgewise <laughs> on, uh, on my show, uh, the, the thorn in my flesh. But anyway <laughs> – but I make you laugh more than anybody else. Yeah, yeah. But just the same, I uh, want to thank you for coming on with me here today. And uh, about to be out of time, got about two minutes. Um, anything, you, any last party, any parting shots? I know you got one. No, I just want to hear you talk about this because I'm telling you, they are making this into a political football, and they're going to try to influence our governor with it. He already created a task force talking about it. They have these words for it that are just ridiculous. Well, if you're if a that's the case, from, Michelle, a, a, a black if that's the case, in Shreveport, Louisiana, uh-huh. you need to be taking care of your people, not hanging out with the governor of Baton Rouge talking about disparities, yeah, you're racial right. disparities. And but it's a program, Michelle. It's a fun. I'm going to talk about it in the second half of the show. It's a program. It's a fundamental change that is trying to uh, take place. And if uh, certain people that we you have told me about uh, have their way in your in ours in the city that you live in, uh, then uh, you guys may be closed down for a long, a long. Yes, I've seen your text messages. Yeah. Well, just remember, this is really your city, and and you know, Shreveport, Louisiana, is unique because it was the last capital of the Confederacy. Yeah. So we're you're going to see good stuff's going to happen. You're going to fix Shreveport. That's what I'm saying. We'll do what we can. Hey, listen, God bless you, kid. Uh, Much love to you and your family. I'll talk to you soon.